Welcome to another edition of San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production. Without further ado, enjoy the program. This third podcast with the Lore Foundation features Bill Metz Elementary School Principal Gabe Futrell. Listen as Monta Vista Community Officer Yvette Atencio and Gabe discuss some of the wonderful projects that are helping the school teachers, students, and parents. These include a teacher revitalization space, family fun nights, and of course, the positive impact these projects have already had. Plus, they both touch on some future solutions also funded by the Lore Foundation. Enjoy. I'm Adam, and we're back talking with Yvette Atencio. She's the community officer for the Lore Foundation. As we've touched on in previous podcasts, the Lore Foundation is looking for solutions to problems in the town of Monta Vista. The question being asked, what's your kind of Monta Vista? Joining Yvette to talk about two specific solutions in one very unique school here is Gabe Futrell. He's the principal for the Bill Metz Elementary School. Welcome to SL Voices. Thank you. Morning, Adam. Well, Yvette, as you know, we've covered your past in history in the first podcast we did with the Lore Foundation, and we will have a link to that on this webpage as well. Gabe, let's get your story. Where are you originally from, and how did you end up here in the San Luis Valley? I'm originally from Ohio. I graduated college in 1999 and moved to Colorado. I was a teacher in Colorado Springs in the Widefield School District, taught there for 10 years, and then I got married, started having kids, so raising a family, and I grew up in a small town in Ohio and wanted to move to a smaller town to raise my family. We actually moved to Brush, Colorado for two years, and I was an assistant principal there at their middle school. And then for the last 12 years, I've been here in Monta Vista, Colorado as the principal at Bill Metz. you have any particular hobbies or special interests? Actually, what drew me to Colorado from Ohio was all the outdoor activities. I'm an avid skier, love to hike and camp and do all those outdoor kind of activities. What's one of your favorite ski resorts here? Well, obviously, Wolf Creek. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of great ones around, though. Yes, there are, yeah. Gabe, let's talk about Bill Metz Elementary School. What grades do you serve? Second through fifth grade. Marsh Elementary serves pre-K through one, and Bill Metz is second through fifth. Can you give me a little history of the school? How long has it been serving the community here? Well, it hasn't always been called Bill Metz Elementary, but the Monta Vista Elementary has been here for over 100 years, and the actual building itself has been since 1992. That's when it was built, and then the addition was built actually my first year here. So it's been around 12 years. Can you tell me where the school name came from? So Bill Metz Elementary is named after Bill Metz, a former principal and superintendent of the district. Like I said, built in 1992, and that's when it was named after him. Well, Gabe, obviously you're familiar with the Lower Foundation and what they're doing in Monta Vista. Can you tell me about one of the projects they did for Bill Metz, specifically for the school teachers earlier this past semester, I guess it would be now? I found out about the Laura Foundation from our superintendent. Scott Wiedemann first met with a vet before school started, actually, last August. And she told him a little bit about what the foundation could do for the schools and the community. As soon as Scott told us all the principles about it, my ears perked up about the things that could possibly be done for our teachers. And one of the ideas... It wasn't an original idea by me or or Yvette. It was actually came from the school district in Taos, New Mexico, where the Laura Foundation is, where they did a similar kind of project where they kind of spruced up their workroom and made it a little bit nicer for teachers to be in there and take a break. Mm -hmm. We did something similar, but I would say on steroids, where we had a room, our computer lab, 
our computers were getting older and that kind of thing. And because of the COVID pandemic, all of our students had Chromebooks. And so we didn't really need the computer lab like we had in the past. And so with the computers being out of date, we repurposed that room to make it our revitalization space for teachers. Nice. We got our building leadership team involved by having them brainstorm some things that we'd like in the room. And then we put all the list of possible things onto a survey so all of our staff could have input on what to include. And we have a variety of things. Our first two big orders were a couple of massage chairs that the teachers take advantage of on a daily basis. We also have things like a couple couches, pool table, ping pong top that'll go on the pool table foosball table, treadmill, punching bag, lots of coloring things, books to read, puzzles to do, TV that they can watch shows on or listen to music on, just all kinds of little fidget things that they can do and just a variety of things. So it really is a revitalization space. Yvette, how did this project come about for you? So when I initially started with Lore Foundation, you know, a big part of my job was raising Lore awareness and introducing Lore Foundation to community. And so like Mr. Futrell said, I spoke to Scott Wiedemann and, you know, explained and shared like what kind of work and projects we supported in hopes that the school would approach me with projects. And so when Gabe did reach out to me, you know, it was really exciting. It was one of my first projects to a fund through Lore Foundation. Mm-hmm. And meeting and talking with Gabe and just learning about what his concerns were for staff, it really helped me to kind of get an insight as to what was going on. You know, COVID had a big impact on a lot of people. And I just felt like this was a really important project to support and really just grateful that Gabe took that into consideration for his staff. Why is it so important to create a revitalization space like this? Like Yvette said, after the COVID pandemic, it put a lot of extra stress. I mean, teaching has always been a stressful occupation, but it put a lot of extra stress on teachers where we are expected to be not only the teachers, but the nurse and the doctor and the healthcare provider that was worried about all of those types of things outside of our normal realm of education. Teachers were burning out, not just in Monta Vista, but that's not only a national trend, but even a worldwide trend where there's just not as many teachers. And so it's very important that we keep the good ones that we have. Well, Gabe, what has been the result of this revitalization space? Honestly, I was hoping that it would be a nice retreat for teachers, and it has been that, but I think it's been so much more. When I sent a survey out to my staff in the spring just to see what the impacts of the space was, I saw that out of the people that took the survey, which was a pretty good amount, 96% of the staff was using the room in some way. And all of those 96% of the people said that they were impacted in a positive way where it was helping them kind of, I guess, for another analogy, put the oxygen mask on themselves first so they could take care of the kids. Very good. Let's talk about the second project. You had a couple family fun nights. How did all that go? It went great. We actually had three each year, and but we had two funded through the Laura Foundation. We had one at the beginning of the year, and then Heather Smith, our family fun night coordinator, that's also a third grade teacher, she heard about the Laura Foundation because of our project with the teacher room, the revitalization space. And so she reached out to Yvette about trying to fund the family fun nights 
We had one in December and one in April and trying to, again, boost those up to a little bit more than what we've been able to do by providing food for families each one of those nights. And then in the April night, we had a big carnival type atmosphere with lots of things in the gym. We had a bucking bull and we had the hamster type uh, big balls that kids could run in and race each other a big bouncy house, lots of carnival games in the cafeteria that our staff and student council ran, lots of fun things. And we had over 350 people there. So definitely our largest gathering since pre-COVID. I saw a lot of pictures on social media. Look like people having a great time. Yes. Gabe, what do you see as a result of doing these family nights? Well, our goal with the family fun nights is to connect family and kids and the school together so we can have a positive relationship with each other. And so that's the ultimate goal. Each night is themed in a different way. This April, the main goal is just to connect and have fun and those kinds of things. Our one at the beginning of the year, actually, its focus was around connecting families to different instructional strategies that we use in school. And we had different games that we teach the kids that we play at school. And then we gave the parents the supplies to play those games. And we actually had stations throughout where we taught the parents how to play those games in the hopes that they could play those educational games with their kids you know, at home and give extra practice. And then also the parents know exactly what we're teaching them and how we're teaching them, especially in math, because math is so different in today's school than it is 20 years ago. Yvette, tell me about this from your perspective. What did you think of all these family fun nights? I was able to attend the one in December. And I had a little booth set up there and was able to interact with some of the kids and families as they were walking in. It was just really neat to see how many people really do take advantage of events, activities like this. And when I met with Heather, I just really got a good sense of her passion of bringing kids and families together. For me, that's very important. And so just seeing that there's somebody that really does care and wants to like really put the work and effort into bringing those kind of events together for families was really nice to see. You know, I think the way she stated is what brings people together more than sitting down, doing something and sharing a meal. I was really happy to be able to work with her and Bill Metz with that project. And then in April, we were able to really capture a lot of the images of the kiddos. And those were super neat to have also is, you know, just seeing all the kids with smiles on their faces. Sure. And the turnout, I mean, that's huge. 350 people. I can't even imagine what that cafeteria (laughs) looked like. (laughs) It was packed. (laughs) Well, as you said, a lot of smiling faces. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people having fun. Yvette, what other kinds of solutions are you looking for around Monta Vista? I mean, these are just a few examples. I think, you know, anything that really is going to have an impact on our community to make life better for all of our people here, really no specific solution. Like I always say, I know we have a lot of creative individuals in our community. And so it's really just encouraging people, don't be intimidated, don't be afraid, contact me and let's talk about it and see if we can make your idea or solution come to life. You see yourself working with other schools around Monta Vista too, maybe this coming year? Yes, I've been in touch with Sargent School District. So we've been talking, they're trying to do a t-shirt shop uh, where they make t-shirts. So that's very interesting. So hopefully that'll be something that happens this coming school year. And how can people here in Monta Vista get involved? They can reach out to me through social media or on the website, email. 
text message and I know you'll share the information. Give me a call. Um, really, any way, I really do try to make myself available as much as possible. And I'll find myself replying to messages over the weekend and just really trying to get back to people. And sometimes life gets a little crazy. So it may take a day or two to hear from me, but I do try my best to get back. You're busy, which is a good thing. There's a lot of people reaching out to you. Yes. That is great. Gabe, tell me about working with the Lore Foundation from your perspective. How has this been? I think it's great. I mean, the face of the Laura Foundation in Monta Vista is a vet. And so the experience that not only our school, but I know the other schools in Monta Vista have reached out to a vet too. Um, there was a lot of staff that were like, oh, what kind of room does Bill Metz have? We want something like that. So they've all put their own twist on it. But I think all the schools have reached out to a vet and it's just amazing that a family foundation has set this money aside to help small communities like Monta Vista. And I know it's not just Monta Vista that's benefiting from the foundation where it's communities around a few states in the West. So it's just amazing that their generosity has helped so many people. Anything else that either of you would like to mention? I just want to give a big shout out to Bill Metz and the staff. Well, like, as you know, Adam, it takes a lot of work and effort to put stuff together. Yes. So really just encouraging our community to volunteer if there's something you can do to offer help out in some way. I would highly encourage you to do that. It takes a community to make things happen. And so if there's ever opportunities for people to volunteer or lend a helping hand somewhere, I would say to do so. It's really nice to see everybody come together. I mean, what's better than coming together for our kids, right? It's our future right there. Exactly. Everything we can do to help them. I firmly believe in like we really need to take care of our youth because as you said, they are our future. And so how do we get them set up or establish a solid community foundation for them? Gabe, anything else to add? I would just say that I would echo Yvette's words. There's always ways to get involved. And so while this foundation is great and has done a lot for the community, every single person can do their own thing for the community, whatever their niche is. And so I would definitely encourage people to get out and get involved, whether it's at the schools or in some other aspect of the community, and encourage people to reach out to a vet. I know not only these two funding pieces that we've talked about, but I know our PE teachers have reached out to a vet, and the Laura Foundation has already approved to fund the swim program for our second through fifth graders for next year. Usually parents have to pay $20, which is still a really good deal for three days of a swim program where the kids learn how to swim. And it's been in place for a number of years just to make sure that it's a life-saving skill that kids know how to swim, whether they're in the river or a lake or wherever. We want them to be able to take care of themselves. And so they get that in second through fifth grade. And so this year, thanks to the Laura Foundation, parents won't have to pay that $20. And the Laura Foundation is able to cover that for us so then that we can save up and hopefully try to fund things even more in the future. So while we're not collecting the $20 from parents this year for that, we're still accepting donations so we can, um, again, help pay for that in the future. Yeah, we've reached out lots of different ways. I know our district has, whether it's the high school for like a golf simulator. I know our PTO organization has reached out. We're getting a shade structure at METS sponsored by the Laura Foundation. And, and I know the other schools are getting things outside spaces done as well. So lots of great things happening. 
Wow, this is great stuff. Yeah, it's super exciting. Sarah Noller, PTO president, I believe is her title. She approached me and, you know, she had all these great ideas of how we could improve or provide whatever was missing at the schools. And so Bill Metz, one of the big concerns was having a shade structure and trash cans placed around so that people aren't littering when they're out there um, enjoying the playground. Yeah, that's a great big playground with a lot of people there all year round. Yeah, I immediately thought, that's great. I mean, I know I use the playground when I have my nieces. And so I'll take them out there and it is hot to sit out there and not be able to sit under something or have more sitting spots where, you know, we can sit and watch the kids play. Just being a community member, I know how important those kind of things are. And then also at the Delta Center, they're creating a basketball court because some of the students were pretty much playing in the parking lot from what I understand. So there's concern of getting them out of traffic. Safety, yeah. Yeah, there's multiple stuff happening. And so I just encourage people to keep an eye out, whether the school website, the Lore Foundation website, and, you know, there's a lot of other projects coming. And so really just encourage people to get out and kind of take a look around town, see what's happening and check out the schools. And, you know, it's really nice to see that we're able to make an impact. Through the Lore Foundation website, through your social media here in Monta Vista, seeing a lot of different posts on the different things that you're doing, and it's really great. I think all of us, what the Lore Foundation is doing and the funding they're injecting into our community here to raise everything up from the students to seniors and everything in between. And of course, we're going to cover more of this in future podcasts too. We look forward to that. Any final comments? So I believe it's July 5th. Dr. Pence will be having her ribbon cutting ceremony for the outdoor therapy space. So I really just ask community to show up, show support for Dr. Pence. You know, this is a great service that she's providing for our kiddos. And I just, you know, encourage people to show up and show support for her. And also, I believe it's July 11th. We have the little free libraries that will be installed. And so Kathy Armstrong and Mike Blendon will be assisted by the city and they will install the little free libraries throughout town. And I know they had an article in the Mata Vista Journal. So there'll be ice cream while supplies last. And so just take the kids out, show them what the little free libraries are, grab a book, take a book, donate a book. I think it's important to show that we care and support all of the work that people are doing. Absolutely. And of course, we're hoping to have some of these people in future podcasts here too. Yes. Along with what the PTO is doing, we don't have a date set, but parents and community members can watch for a date within the first couple weeks of school. We plan to have a community-wide event, hopefully at Chapman Park, where we can kind of celebrate all the different things that the PTO is doing and and coordinating with the Lore Foundation and then just the school kickoff and have a barbecue kind of event to kick off the school year. So, And that's part of what's being funded by the Laura Foundation as well. So keep an eye out for that. There's a lot going on, which I love it. I mean, once it got warmer, things were going to pick up. The temperatures finally changed. Right. <laughs> went through summer solstice and finally summer's here. Livability, opportunity, responsibility. That's the focus of the Lower Foundation. They're working in rural places in the Mountain West. Again, all of their contact information will be on this podcast webpage, making it easy for you to get in touch with them. And of course, we look forward to learning more and sharing more about the Laura Foundation and all the great work they're doing right here in historic Monta Vista in future podcasts. Gabe, Yvette, thank you so much for your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Lore works with people in rural spaces to improve quality of life. 
They believe that many small actions can create lasting change, and they support solutions to problems the community has identified as priorities. Sometimes that help is funding, and sometimes it's simply connecting people and organizations with resources and to each other. For more information on the Lore Foundation in Monta Vista and how you can become involved, you can call 719-850-2312. That's 719-850-2312. You can also email Yvette at lorefoundation.org. That's I-V-E-T-T-E at lorefoundation.org. Or just drop by her office during the week located at 101 Chico Court, Suite A. Come back each month as we bring you another informative interview with Yvette and the people she's working with right here in the heart of the San Luis Valley, Monta Vista, Colorado. We appreciate you telling your friends to listen to the podcast on slvoices.com and check out our extensive calendar of events, the most listings in the Valley. You can help spread the word too by joining our Facebook group, SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley, and liking our post on other social media outlets. Also, check out our Instagram page for occasional behind-the-scenes looks at what we do. And please, patronize our local sponsors. Remember to support the businesses here in the Valley. Most are owned and operated by your family, friends, and neighbors. We all love this area, want to see it flourish, and you can help by buying and supporting locally in your own and surrounding communities. Check back for another local podcast soon. Until then, this has been San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production.